0: services. The Farsi at boobone.co.uk. Present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast episode 542. Excuse me, excuse me, can you help me please? Here's Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Hello, I'm Captain Troy Handsome of International Rescue.
1: Please state the nature of your emergency.
0: And she's back. It's Mary Lang.
1: Kiss the girl.
0: Me. <laughs> and
1: every time I hear that particular line, I start wanting to sing.
2: Yes, me too. <laughs> From Little Mermaid. <laughs> yes.
0: And we're yeah. joined via the video feed with Lillian Robin saying hi. We oh what week, a
1: surprise
0: we this week Hello, will be Lillian. reviewing the lodger very very quickly and uh, then getting on with the show and doing that very very quickly followed by some very very quick uh, bits of oh just realized <laughs> no um how aged are they this week <laughs> well, that's true i didn't realize yeah. i forgot that i could have done one myself but no what so yes we're talking about doctor who aren't we all uh, right let's episode. what started this
2: week i'm sorry
0: I didn't understand.
2: Part. We're not doing who's aged or what's age. How aged, aged
0: are they? Well, that oh, requires, yeah. So this is going to yeah. be very fast. That requires a Ben, uh, of which we do not have at this stage. Right then. Um, so it's a lodger this week, isn't it? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm
2: right. afraid so. Uh, what do you mean you're afraid <laughs>
0: so? Oh, right. So we skipped the episode then? you have already got your review of it.
1: <laughs> so, get
0: go ahead okay well thank you uh anyway the tardis materializes in a park and uh, the doctor sort of pokes his head out looking a bit confused and then there's a sort of whoosh sort of noise and he gets thrown to the floor while the tardis dematerializes and he goes amy, hey. but it's funny the doctor fell down to the ground and amy whizzed <laughs> off in the tardis yeah. so there seems to be a problem with the tardis Meanwhile, a bespectacled young man who looks like he master? might be the offspring of Stephen Merchant is master? meandering master? down the street. And hears a voice from within saying, oh, excuse me, could you help? Master? And master, um, master, master, master. No, it's not the master. Kirby. I really <laughs> like to think so. The, the,
1: the uh, that is actually the address, 79, uh, whatever street it is. But uh, although they state it's a different street in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since this was filmed, the owners have painted the front door TARDIS blue. Oh,
0: marvellous! you for that. Anyway, so the Nipper manages to get in the house because it's open, and there's a there's a bloke at the top of the stairs with a light behind him, because um, he's a generic old man. Anyway, the bloke the Nipper goes yeah, in, and there's no credit
1: did? for whoever played those various uh, Stephen Merchant Jr. Oh
0: no, uh, no, okay. So, uh, meanwhile, in, in what appears to be the flat underneath, uh, there's a, a d- disgusting stain in, uh, a, a sort of developing on the ceiling. Oh, I thought you um, were
1: making a comment about uh, James
0: Corden. And the bloke from the, what's it the Tonight Show? Or was it, uh, it was
1: the Late Late Show? Oh, the
0: Late it? Late Show. The bloke from the Late Late Show is with some bird yeah, with a pink, pink top. Um, and they're just about to have a nice cup of tea, watching this stain while there's all sorts of stuff going on upstairs and um it appears if you watch the um subtle acting of james Corden, that he's got a thing for um bird in pink top whose name i forget but i'm sure Kirby's is going to remind me
1: okay, uh, well, do well, i have to well would help uh daisy haggard
0: that's the name of the I suppose, character I suppose
1: is it? She, she is a a duke of hazard
0: is that the name of the character
1: no, Sophie is the name of the character. Did I ask for the actress, actor's name? Act, the actress's name is Daisy Haggard. I
0: don't want to know the actress, like, actress's name. I'm going to go for actor because I think that's a generic term for people that act these days. Sophie. Um, anyway, so she sort of makes her excuses in these and, and uh, Craig looks. Uh, sorry, Craig is the character that James Corden, the bloke from the Late Late Show, um, is acting. Oh, sorry, playing in this role meanwhile uh, there's little subtle hints via the um refrigerator oh sorry as they call it in america the refrigerator because apparently in america the refrigerator doesn't have a t at the, the last from last it's a d the refrigerator um where there's lots of van gogh references and uh, there's also a letterbox of er on it the queen gets everywhere um, i've just had a vibration via my telephone device Uh, That isn't at all interesting. Right. So. um, So obviously we can glean from this because um, James Corden's character, Craig, uh, sort of didn't take the opportunity to say I love you to the character that I've just forgotten the name of the bird with the Sophie. What?
1: Sophie. Sophie. As in as in Aldred.
0: Mm, that might yeah. help me remember it anyway so he runs out to the door because the doorbell just went and went I love you and of course it's a doctor uh, and he says something on the lines of well I should hope so too because I'm your new lodger <laughs> <And,
2: laughs> this will be easy yeah.
0: so obviously in he goes I think, I think uh, the bloke from the late date show does need a shave um, at, uh, at this stage also I've noticed when I was watching the programme it looked like the number of the house because it was in sort of text 79 <laughs> it looked like 70 nin. But of course, it's just the shadow of the the lamp, sort of. The shadow of those. The To make it made it look like seventy nine, uh, but it wasn't seventy nine. Uh, anyway, so he, the doctor does all these sort of doctory things. The thing I thought was a bit silly is uh, this sort of greeting. There where he sort of did the kiss on both cheeks because apparently that's what humans do. He's worked with humans for a he, bit. He's he already unsure. know that's not what. He's unsure. Why of, would he be I unsure? Have... He's been working and, and around humans for a little bit of time. I think even Mary would support me on this particular thing. Why would the doctor be unsure about how humans greet each other? Mary, it's over to no, you.
2: No, I won't support you because he does not strike me as the observant type. Right. He oh, just kind of okay. I,
0: I lose that one. Doing... It's no, a, it's
2: uh, would you learn something
0: like that? Okay. I, I'm sorry, Mary, I got it wrong. Had to happen at some point after ten years. It's um, interesting to know, and I'm going to say Also, this you're
1: going to object to something uh, in a little bit now that I'm going to uh, have
0: something to say. Yeah, well, no, not well. yet. I'm not though. So be quiet. So um, there's a <laughs> there's a dartboard in uh, Craig's kitchen, which is it's a, it's a it's a unicorn dartboard. I'm not saying this quietly because we got one for Isabella for Christmas. Hope uh, so I hope she's not watching the show, otherwise it's been spoiled. Uh, one like just like that. Um, and you can get from Argos, uh, by just, the way. Just you, be sure that you, oh, it's Argos.
1: attached to the wall firmly, uh, or else it might fall down to the
0: ground. Sports Direct. Anyway, the doctor um, shows Craig his um, psychic paper. I'm gonna got a burp <laughs> That yeah.
1: was almost my quote.
0: And there's, uh, uh, I can't remember his response. So I'm gonna have to put the the sound up because uh, I, I have to remember it being quite amusing. Be quiet. Music. Be quiet. Okay, uh, National insurance number, NHS number references is that a reference from the archbishop of canterbury i missed yes that's the bit is that a reference The archbishop? yeah
1: that was very
0: hard to hear is that a reference from the archbishop of canterbury no, I,
1: no it was going to be one of my quotes
0: so why did you say? oh never mind Anyway, no, i'm just another, telling you
1: that it was that might have been difficult for uh our listeners
0: to hear and i'm saying oh well anyway so uh there's lots of shots of the fridge because there's pictures of Craig and his beloved and monkeys and obviously there's a reference to monkeys and not J-J- Mickey Dolan, who I met, met at uh, London Comic Con, uh, but monkeys as in M O N K E Y S rather than M O N K E E S. Yes, just so you understand that Kirby. And of course, an elephant and a few donuts. All right, so back to the episode. There's, and also, there's emoji on the fr- um, a magnet on the fridge as well, which I. Just glute, you know. And also it, it, it is a little one of those sort you know, those little gold cats. You notice these things in the background when pausing images, you know, the ones that wave that do a little, you know, the gold Chinese cats that i got my mum one of those. It's a, yeah. And there's also a bug in that, that says Ian Mug. That? um. So the doctor makes up some very tasty looking dinner of eggs, cheese and mash uh, and ham. Sorry, eggs, cheese and ham. It does look tasty, actually. It does. Mm-hmm, it, does. Yeah, it does. Unlike the fish finger custard he made he
1: uh,
0: previously. Anyway, meanwhile. In,
1: in, the, in the confidential, uh, James Corden was saying that uh, Matt Smith is actually a good cook. I'm sure he is. Although, although the director then came on and said, don't listen to everything that James Corden says.
0: Uh, so. meanwhile Amy is trying to uh, materialize the TARDIS uh, with no help the Doctor I forgot to mention is wearing an ear- earpiece throughout this whole story and exceptionally floppy hair because of course he's a floppied head wuss as uh, the Dream Lord admitted earlier on in the series and of course uh, Craig is carrying around a key ring with a fluffy pink thing on it because that's he's what Sophie left behind these are all rather superfluous um as the doctor and craig strike up a bit of a bond as a doctor the is the,
1: the, to. the uh earpiece is an important plot point and also the fact that uh he keeps fondling the keychain is important uh
0: yes yeah, so and me that's how um, the doctor communicates with amy in the tardis via this earpiece meanwhile there's um people i are, i had not uh, noticed before
1: yeah, uh this before this latest watching of this that uh the doctor, when he is talking to Amy, it does get garbled, so that James is not understanding until they headbutt later.
0: Anyway, so yes, uh, the uh, um, yeah, um, the, uh, a pretty sort of drunk and upset girl gets lured into the uh, um, house and gets obviously done in by whoever's upstairs. Um, the doctor is talking to Amy via earpiece, and uh, Craig is listening via the door. There's a point not understand, is what I'm saying. Sunglasses, which reminded me, of course, of the 12th Doctor. And then something wibbly-wobbly really goes along with the times, sort of everything goes a bit funny. And because, obviously, this um, upset woman who got abducted by the person upstairs, uh, the power generated by killing her has obviously had some effect on time. Uh, next morning, the Doctor's having a shower. Craig looks like he needs to go in there.
1: Now, do you wonder, does does, does uh, this incarnation of the doctor have a tattoo, like the third? Yes, yeah, so
0: I knew you were going to say that, so it sort of makes me wish I hadn't mentioned it. Anyway, um, <laughs> something's happening upstairs again, so Craig decides to go up and see if the bloke upstairs is okay. But at this stage, um, he's, he's okay. He doesn't call him in to kill him. Um, but he does get a well, That's explained. peep through the door. The doctor, meanwhile, is, is sort of Aster? tries. Oh,
1: God. It's explained why the uh, emergency program upstairs doesn't go after. Yes, that's what I so just
0: said. By right. at this stage, he's not required. God, right? Where's the doctor? No, doc?
1: it's not. It's not. That it's not required. It's because he has no desire to well, go. Well, that
0: means play. he's not required. Yeah. Does it not? So it's not
2: needed. Yes.
0: Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah. the doctor comes out of the shower <laughs> wearing just as a a, um, a towel and a extremely floppy hair scenario. Uh, and tries to to take a toothbrush because uh, he made a mistake <laughs> and took, left the, the sonic screwdriver behind and took the toothbrush with him. And then Sophie arrives at the door looks a bit ooh-ooh because ooh, um, there's a half-naked man who comes up and does <laughs> a very funny greeting of the two kisses on the, each cheek because, of course, it's not necessarily the, the correct form of action to do while you're half-naked wearing a towel. I,
2: I do remember. Is this where... She and and I forget who stands on the other side of. There's that weird portrait in the hallway. It's
1: they're... in yeah. this period,
2: yeah. Mm. It's. What? I have
1: not. I that is such a weird picture. There's some um, yeah. lots of
0: background yeah. things in this story which you think might be relevant, but that's very distracting. And they
2: aren't. The fact no. that they focus on it so much <laughs> it makes me think it's relevant to something.
0: So um yeah so um Craig chickens out of telling. Um... I, I
1: kept looking to see if mm. the eyes moved or something. But mm-hmm. No. I no, don't
0: know. Uh, uh, of telling um, Sophie that she, he loves her again while they go off to play football in the park. Now, I remember mentioning... I've got no problem with the doctor being good at footy uh, at all. But what annoyed me a little bit is the size of the goals they are. Yes. And there's no net on them. It's supposed, this that. is supposed to be a proper league match. The least you would expect would be a net on the blimmin' goal. You can't play a, a a match in any league in this country without the the correct nets behind the goal uh master course, master the, the if goals you look at
1: uh, look at that particular location from uh both street view and above on mm. google maps yeah. those are just there i mean i don't know why there's no net on it but
0: yeah well they those, that's the, where they made in the a bit of that park they must have known the the makers of the who of doctor that Football fans might actually watch the show and notice this glaring cock
1: You're cock the up. only person I've heard of who complains about that.
0: Me! Yeah, well, <laughs> if it was just a kick-around, Kirby, would just, and, you know. And,
1: and you, you complained about it not only the last time,
0: By the but time in of one
1: before. of the very yeah, but, earliest 20-megabyte Doctor Who podcasts. But
0: if it was just a kick-around, it wouldn't matter, but they've got a referee there in full kit. The referee should have started by saying these goals are not regulation size and there's no net on them, we can't play them. <laughs> How do you know they didn't? Never mind. They, what?
1: <laughs> How do you know that the referee didn't say that?
0: Well, he didn't, because he's in... When the doctor scores with the first of his uh, silly goals, That the referee's there blowing his whistle and pointing to the centre spot uh, and in, implying that the, the, you know it's a goal, uh, a legitimate goal. And it, it, you can see in the background... Did you the happen to see the,
1: the confidential for this?
0: No, they even
1: go to a they go to what is apparently a real uh, BBC football show where they comment about football and they do commentary about that game.
0: Splendid. Anyway, so meanwhile, what during the the, the latter stages of this fake match, um, a a woman is uh, lured into the uh, house and gets sort of by a little girl this time. Are you my mummy? But she wasn't. And um yeah, so and then something funny happens with time again. Uh, and I do like the scene where they're all sort of going back and forwards and the cans being opened and the doctor just walks away while while it's all repeating itself. That was quite clever. And yeah, then that was
1: very that was very well done. They gosh,
0: actually
1: green used screen Oh for God's I've just said that. Right. Where's
0: the, the uh, Where's my Kirbyometer gone? Um <laughs> Anyway, on the screen inside the TARDIS, there's a number because Amy's got the, um, the angel in her eye and she's starting to see numbers counting down again. Yes. Anyway.
1: Speaking of numbers, uh, I was kind of uh, exasperated <clears> that <throat> the doctor's wearing number 11. Oh, dear. Why? <laughs> because it's, it's
0: That's, his that's number. almost
1: as bad as the, uh, the J&T insistence of using the... Uh, the question marks everywhere?
0: Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, I think
2: that this is just part of the jokiness of the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah true.
0: The true. stain okay. on the ceiling... Okay,
2: I'll give you that.
0: The stain ceiling. on the ceiling has got bigger. And, um, yeah, it's, but uh, there was a funny scene earlier on, I forgot to mention this, that Craig asked the doctor sort of, you know, so Sophie and he can have a nice quiet night to make himself scarce, essentially. But, of course, he doesn't. He turns up and, and he said, where's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he got this... um the screwdriver and so where's the button on it uh, which is quite funny just a normal screwdriver because he's making a gadget thingy which i do like about the 11th doctor he did like his sort of, uh,
1: Reminded of the, the next doctor and his and his screwdriver it's sonic ding yeah. ding yeah
0: um so he's making this gadget using all sorts of funny items to try and detect something or other and then craig decides to touch the stain uh, and it makes him very poorly, so much so that the doctor has to punch him in the chest and then give him um some tea i presume from a a teapot which is, which has uh, the royal wedding of uh, the now yes. current king and princess mm-hmm. Diana yeah. on it um which is stuck on rudiments, really with a sticky thing because it doesn't look like it's proper, but it's quite funny anyway, I do like it
1: yes, it is
0: um, and um and then he wakes it, Craig sort of sorry wakes up and he said. The wrong name, but he wakes up and realizes he's exceptionally late for work. Turns up at work, and of course, the doctor's uh, being um, a very good employee. And uh, Craig's starting to get a bit irritated because the doctor's sort of uh,
2: doctor's taking over taking his, over life. his <laughs> life a little
0: bit. Yes. And eventually, after some shenanigans, it results in the the bit that I, I seem to remember last time we reviewed this that caused a bit of annoyance, the transfer of information via headbutting. I think (laughs) you remember at one point that this old people kids will watch this and go into the playground and headbutt each other.
1: Um,
0: I don't remember any reports of this um, kids headbutting each other for the sake of Doctor Who actually happening, so we can pass that over as a a, a sort of wide of the mark suggestion. However, it annoys me. I think it's It's ridiculous. There's no need for the Transfer information via headbutts. It was absolutely ridiculous. And it annoyed me a ways, long
1: time ago. It didn't didn't annoy me this time.
0: Only because we've seen it, but it does. It still annoys me. I think it's silly, but there you go. It's a comedy episode. I don't like it. I think they could have done it by mind meld, or you know, they've always done it. <laughs> so so <clears throat> my voice is starting to you. go. I'm doing really well, aren't I? Um, and, uh, your thoughts
1: and, are my thoughts.
0: Oh yeah. So eventually they they go up to the top of the stairs and, and go in through the door of this. This um, upstairs room and find a sort of Tardis-like place because it's slightly bigger. But it was on the never
1: really explained,
0: ever. Right. And then, of course, because uh, Sophie's just gone in there, they, that's why they're going in there. Sophie sort of got lured in there, and her hand is being sort of dragged to this tit on the uh, panel uh, by some electrical stuff. And um, then, to cut a long story short, um, they've the machine. Needs a pilot, and none of the humans are because uh, so I need a Time Lordy type thing. Of course, the Doctor is too powerful, because so they can't have him, and all these silly things. Um, and uh, to cut a long story short, you to that. save everything, Craig has to tell Sophie that he loves her while they both touch the titty thing on the panel <laughs> of the, um, the, the, you know the. And it makes everything slowed up and everybody has to run out of the thing before everything goes boom. And when it does go boom, you see the upstairs isn't, in fact, an upstairs. It's a perception filter thingy. And there's a strange sort of sort of what would you call retro spaceship attached to it, which is rather cool. And um, then once that um, ship goes Um, all the timey problems, we see some rather revolting snogging between um, the bloke from the Late Late Show and Sophie Uh, and um, then the TARDIS can land and the Doctor can say goodbye and take a key and you know and then we see some of the pictures on top of the uh, fridge again with the Doctor's um, celebratory, I don't remember anyone taking a picture but never mind Um, celebratory football match meanwhile within the TARDIS Amy finds a sort of wedding ring box. Sorry, I do use your theme tune there, Mary.
1: I thought that's their engagement
0: ring. All right, engagement ring box, the same sort of thing. And that's the end of the episode, right then. So this episode I have a lot of affection for because I tell you what, I mean, James Corden does get his his sort of knockers. I don't mean that in a rude way. Um, I've heard, according to Isabella, who is the expert on all media and film, She's doing an A level on the subject. That James Corden is not popular in the United States of America at all. So I'm going to give him a bit of uh, slack because he, I personally, think he's a very talented what? man. I think he's, he's got just, a bit. He's not popular. I th- uh, yeah, well, Isabella no, no. says he's not popular because she knows everything. She's a teenager. Mary, come on. Isabella says <laughs> he's not, pop- not popular. I um, would
2: strongly disagree. You strongly yeah. disagree.
0: Well, according to Isabella, who is the guru. Of all media subjects. Well, uh, maybe she needs to talk this over with some Americans. <laughs> well, I'd like to have her in here to um, have you know argument that, uh, her, uh, her argue her case. Anyway, <clears throat> going back to James Corden, I just think he's a very talented man. He's a bit of an all-rounder. Uh, he can sing, he can act, he can present TV shows, he can be funny. Now, in this particular thing, I, I like his little nuances. I know he's doing a fairly comedy performance, but he's got very, he's got a very subtle realism to his acting, even when he's playing these slightly unbelievable characters. Um, it's the bit where he's in love with Sophie. With his acting, you actually believe that. And I've seen him in other things, obviously. Um, he's a very sort of real character. These characters are very real. You can believe they actually, because he plays them like somebody you'd meet down the road you know what I mean, he, he, he's very good at that and obviously in Gavin and Stacey he's he's even more so like that because he, he dresses in the, these sort of ways that we all dress, you know, loungy sort of ways, um, and that's why he works so well in a in a Doctor Who story which has aliens in it and an alien spaceship attached to a, at the top of a suburban house with a, somebody downstairs it's a very very basic simple story isn't it, this one, <clears throat> it's a filler story, but um it worked well because they stuck in James Corden, who at the, obviously is a big rising star at the time, uh, who just made the episode with his sort of on-screen chemistry with Matt Smith, made the episode watchable. Um, and looking back at it, knowing what a big star James Corden is now, and Matt Smith to a certain degree, it's quite fun to sort of watch. I don't think it's the, the greatest Doctor Who story ever. I certainly don't think it's the worst. Um, it did lack a bit of, um, Amy Pond, to be fair. I know she's in it from time to time, but that yeah, was a bit, yeah. um, a bit of That's a shame. Good. But on the whole, I think this is, um, this is just a good fun story. I'm sorry, Kirby. I know you don't like it, but I gave it, I'll see if I mark it out town. I'll give it a 6.3 out of 10. It's, it's not. Too
1: why, sad. why are you putting words in my mouth?
0: Um, because, um, um, it winds you up. So <clears throat> that leaves, um, Robert, what did you think? <laughs> Alright, well before we ask what Kirby thinks we've got Lillian Robbins saying he's not a bad actor and then it was difficult to hear what was difficult to hear What is is the the clip I did, well listen to the podcast and Brandon Moore saying I'm sorry I'm late, I left my keys at Craig's I did have (laughs) a fluffy key ring on it Kirby, what did you think of of this, my voice is going
1: Where is your voice going?
0: I don't know I uh,
1: mm-hmm. have changed quite a bit in the last 12 years since I first saw this one uh, and I didn't like it much when I first saw it I didn't I liked it better but still didn't like it when we last discussed it and uh, now I just enjoyed it it was It was fun, it was funny uh, I had no real issues with it at all
0: thank so you then, Mar- oh Oh, hang on, nearly because it's been so quick. Yeah, wait a second. Ah, yes, because it's it's happening again. There we go. Uh, Mary, what did you think?
2: Well, um, I kind of use episodes like this and the Vincent episode and um, Vampires in Venice. I I tend to forget that, I mean, I, I make this whole season sound... You know, wonderful in my mind, even though some pretty bad episodes in it. But it's those episodes, and and this is this I think is an emblematic one of how I tend to think of Doctor Who, Um, the alien who's trying to adjust to humans and and is 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 really alien, which he is in this story. He's very alien. Um, and it's got humor, and it's got a little bit of frightening stuff, which builds. You know, we we are hanging in there, waiting to find out what it is that's upstairs. Um, you know, but but there's there's love. You know, that's love conquers all, and all that. Yeah. So when you move on to other to to later stories in the Moffat era, which are so arc driven, yeah. and you know, on after that, you know, where they get in my mind, you know, crazier and, and harder to buy into. These are the stories that I think are Doctor Who. Oh,
0: um, these so ones, that- like the one t- you're talking about today, Mary. Yeah, this yeah, one. like Thank the you, one mate. today,
2: I, because this is like child yeah. friendly and adult friendly. We yeah. all, you know, at every level, we appreciate the humor and the, the scariness and all that. So I I kind of hang on to this as one of my favorites. Hey, wow. <laughs> um, you, what you maybe know or don't know is that this story comes from a comic strip that Gareth Roberts did for Doctor Who magazine several years ago. I posted, um, I posted a link to that comic strip on the Facebook page, which okay. you can try. Now, that was the 10th doctor, you know, uh, in that one. But uh, And something else that you may or may not know is that Matt Smith was on his way to becoming a professional football
0: player. He was. It was with Northampton Town, Mary, but didn't know that, yeah, did you?
2: Yeah, he got injured, and so yes. then that's what redirected him into acting. So was Bradley
0: Walsh, though, Mary, but didn't know that either, did you? Bradley no, Walsh didn't. was on his way to becoming a professional footballer with Brentford. Then he got injured and had to go into entertainment.
2: In this episode, I call it the Matt Smith show because <laughs> he has never been weirder, funnier, stranger, or more alien than he is in this story. And uh, so he, he came up with an image of Doctor Who that... That I just really like. And I was sorry to see things turn the way they do and, and on into the future.
0: So, yeah,
2: this is a favourite story.
0: Excellent. Well, that's that's a turn up. Yeah, yeah everybody. <clears throat> All right, then. So, that. um, I haven't, Hang on. I've got. Uh, I haven't got any music for you, Kirby. So, you can have to. Uh, if I'd known, okay. I should have to make some alternative jingles for when Ben's not on the show, unfortunately. Oh, I've got a few. That, 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 that
1: jingle is with Ben. With I've me, got the honor. I've got
0: a few. um potential compositions that I've got on the line for making jingles for the show Uh, and hopefully in the winter and after FantasyCon I'll have time to turn them into proper jingles but at the moment we'll just have to say Kirby it's over to you for your bit
1: my bits Uh, Andy Nani says I've done my ironing I've got my two little contributions where I note that uh, 79 Westville Road seems Uh, to have acquired TARDIS Blue Door and it really does have an upper floor and yeah, a link to the comic strip. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Robert Wentz Jr. Uh, says, and by the way, I have another thing that I need to read from Robert Wentz Jr. Uh, after we're done with this.
0: OK, I hope it's not uh, anything to do with another podcast. That's what I'm going to say. No.
1: Yeah,
0: that's good.
1: Then. OK, so for this, he says, I kind of forgot this one comes after Vincent and the doctor. I like the lodger. It's a fun episode. We see more of the alien doctor in this one and the AI that is upstairs. Amy Yay. being
0: tripped. What was that? That was me sending a, a message. message to okay. Mary. Amy being distracted, trapped aren't you? in
1: the TARDIS and her finding the ring. I like how the doctor transfers information to Craig. Hey, Craig, don't touch that stain on the ceiling. Why humans don't listen. I like how the doctor has the cure for him. It comes down to being a romp of a story. Still, an average episode, three out of five. And he uh, has a gif of the stain in the ceiling, or gif, depending on if you want to, how you want to pronounce that. Yeah, uh, so thirty seconds says, of
0: trying to of how right. to pronounce GIF as stroke gif. It's a gif. Uh, we'll go for
1: Well, GIF. the 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 person who came up with the concept uh, says it's a gif. <laughs> oh, for God's sake.
0: Wish I'd so, said that. So there.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm being Whatever.
0: Jiff is a Neil women James cleaning says, solution.
1: Neil James says, The Lodger, Matt Smith is great at comedy, and it seems he's also not bad at football either. I quite enjoy this episode despite not being a James Corden fan. I always think this could easily be a Seventh Doctor story with McCoy moving in whilst Ace and Mel are stuck in the TARDIS. The pace is good, and although the rom com element is painfully obvious, it's still kind of sweet due to Daisy Haggard's performance as Sophie. Not sure about the weird knowledge transfer as headbutting scene. Has this ever been done before or since? Overall, a good bit of filler fun, three stars out of five. Uh, Billy Kirkbright, James Gordon, I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brandon Moore, Mr. M says, you're Mr. Sofa Man. No, I'm not. I'm Mr. M. <laughs> the Lodger by Gayweth Woberts. Not too much to say about this one. It's a light kick about comedy with a kick about James Court. What? It's a light kick about comedy with a kick about period. <laughs> James Corden's works Will Matt Smith. The plot is simple enough for a pre-series finale runaround, and the script is full of some great dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Gillan is hot, so it's a shame she doesn't get much to do this episode. Seven point five out of ten. Looking forward to next week. One of my favorite stories. If you're not reviewing it in two parts, and expect feedback of my lengthiness.
0: No, lengthiness. <laughs> lengthiness.
1: Yes. Uh, Ian Kirk says I have sent audio, and I'm not sure if what he wrote here is probably
0: the the actual script from the audio so I I suggest uh, skipping over. Uh, I will not
1: read it now if he does uh, if it's not the same then I will read this later Uh, Uh, we also have some extra feedback do we Uh, yes Robert Wentz Jr Uh, uh, he put this one in too late for last week about Vincent Van
0: Mary, that, look, we only did that because you weren't on last week. I apologize for Kirby's attitude.
1: <laughs> we were all doing that. Come yes, on. Yes,
0: because Mary wasn't on uh, and we were just being naughty. Sorry, Mary.
1: Robert Wentz Jr. says, uh, great episode. Amy, deprived of her memory of Rory, can now flirt with Van Gogh.
0: One more time and that'll be it.
1: <laughs> that'll be it for what?
0: I don't know. I'm
1: just <laughs> to You get to see his mental health issues. The scene with Amy and the Sunflowers was fun, and the doctor taking Van Gogh forward in time to the museum for Vincent to find out what happens to him in the future. Also fighting an invisible alien chicken monster is fun, four out of five. And our Robert, who couldn't be with us this week, says uh, on the Lodger. Some feedback about the episode though as I don't want to waste my watch of it. I didn't really mind the episode as much this time. I remember it bugging me last time about just who was trying to build a TARDIS and thinking up theories about it. Now it was just someone who died. I do find it a bit unsettling that, come the end, there seems to be little concern of all those people, other people have been lured to their deaths. James Corden isn't all that annoying here. Probably one of Gareth Roberts' better stories, if you ask me. The Confidential is a bit weird. Just what is up with the sections with Karen Gillan and that lady she's with, who talks extremely fast? I was thinking, as I was watching that, I was wondering, is my my playback speed set wrong? <laughs> what did all that have to do with this week's episode? And what was getting, what was with getting football commentators commenting on the fake football match and make it seem like it's the real thing? Oh,
0: Very God. bizarre. Yes.
1: Of course, all this is really filler until the two-part finale. Not bad filler, though.
0: Is that it? Yep. Is that it? Yep. Good, right. So that moves us on to the next section of a feedback. Uh Eww. Mary has some blurb. Actually, oh, okay. Yeah, you got some blurb to read, Mary, because it's going to get very interesting from this point on. Oh, you'll find out why later.
2: Yeah. This is now for an Amy Light story. Well, the TARDIS has landed in Colchester, oddly enough, on the outskirts of Cardiff. <laughs> hmm, James Corden, bit of stunt casting again. There's a picture card on the fridge with Van Gogh on it. Wasn't that last week's story?
0: Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yes. the doctor trying to
2: be normal. No chance of that happening. He's a way too much alien. He, he's the proverbial roommate from hell, or a square peg in a round hole. Hmm, football. The players must have thought they had a ringer there. <laughs> Who built the time machine on the second floor then? Maybe we will find out later. They... Nope. Maybe oh. we won't. <laughs> <laughs> and did Craig save, save Sophie with love that will come back again?
0: Yeah. Oh. What's
2: that crack again? Sorry, not much to say this week is not a very good story. Uh, SFX Magazine said about this one it was brimming with witty dialogue. I must have missed that or it could be <laughs> can't stand cordon, yeah you must not because I think the dialogue was pretty way yeah it was good lord more crack next week bring back Rory stay safe and well everybody Linda and Terry Miles
0: thank you very much Linda and Terry Miles and of course Mary for reading it um, uh oh <laughs> what do you mean uh oh
1: are you uh
0: going to send me
1: something or are we no. not getting we... Uh, the counselor's stuff
0: in No, anymore? I've got Cur- this Cur- here.
1: Kirby. Cur- Cur-
0: Cur- uh, Kirby. Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast. This is Ian Kirk. Me! Hey! The Lodger by Gareth Roberts. A zany filler episode pause before the Pandorica opens. Time load about the house. The Doctor tries to pass himself off as human, without Amy there to sort him out. We have a call back to John Pertree's shower scene. Spoiler, Amy will never do that. (laughs) It is four days before the Doctor investigates the cause of the time distortion. All you need is love. Bye for now. Ian's back everyone! Hurrah! (laughs) But, Kirby, he's not the only person that's back, is he? Yay! Where, yeah. where has the counselor been, anyway? Uh, busy. Well, he, oh, he missed it, several. It? I know.
1: Uh, the Tenant Doctor and the History Boy, or the Late Late Episode with Craig Owens. Dear 20 Megabiters, lodger is, of course, a closely studied expose on the housing-rented sector... sector and false representation of a property being let. It also lays out potential pitfalls to be con- contemplating its informal subletting. Admittedly, the lessons to be drawn are somewhat obscure. I'm surprised that uh, that he's got so many errors in his typing here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he's actually put punctuation in?
1: Uh, punctuation, yes, but he's uh, some of these sentences are just odd.
2: Maybe, maybe he's
1: just in a hurry to get it out there yeah <laughs> maybe he's hey, back to back to it it Thank should you. be noted that while some might say oh.
0: you really haven't got the hang of this have you Kirby
1: no I haven't read one of these no well you know, the,
0: you know the routine with the some might says don't you yes
1: Yes. <laughs> the, the ship disguised as a top plat and a bit of a stretch of credibility in fact Doctor Who is a fantasy sci-fi show in concepts Like this are a mainstay of good stories in the program. The disguised ship is a classic idea, and between them they manage to bring it on down, or at least send it off. We also learn that Craig has been taught by an alternate Seventh Doctor referring to himself as Hector when he was at school in a class of aspiring Oxbridge applicants speaking words so good that they could have been written by Alan Bennett. That made no sense at all. What what, What the heck? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: really? Where's this coming from? Yeah, I don't know what that meant. All in all, the lodger is a good, solid pre-finale pause for a breath story. The simple narrative gives full rein to exhibit the Doctor acting as a fish out of water, which Matt Smith takes advantage of in ways only he can. Craig and Sophie provide a backdrop not often employed in the program, through ubiquitous elsewhere, and as talented, familiar, and likable actors. Peak the audience interest in an otherwise low key episode.
0: A low key episode? Does that mean Loki's in it?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they also provide good cover for the limited time with Amy, which was presumably a production necessity. The story is perhaps about a quarter of an hour too short, as some better clue or somehow a clear glimpse of the aliens associated with the ship would have significantly colored in a relatively vacant threat. Next up, Doctor Who and the Rupturing of Amy's Crack. <laughs> 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 Our river song, underhinge. Those are my thoughts to Alan T. Butcher. Oh, dear. <laughs> dear.
0: Dear, dear, dear. What can you do? Okay. Oh, God. Sorry. God. Uh, uh, you know. Sorry. <sighs> I had a very late dinner. Okay, rang I've just got to do some stuff behind the scenes. Um, so I'm just, oh, oh dearie, mate. We've got to play a little Wait. bit of lift music. <laughs> oh, that didn't work. Alice Miller. That's gone a bit off now. No. Oh bums! there. Oh, this is going wrong. No, that's gone wrong too. Hang on, nearly there. <laughs> right, there we are. <clears throat> nearly there. Nearly, really, nearly, nearly, nearly there. Now. Okay, right, shut up lift music. Thank you. Right, so, uh, without further ado, let's talk about, no, that's an old catchphrase, isn't it? It's because we haven't got Ben, it's uh, time for a very short episode if you want not get this one. Yes, very basic uh, questions about Doctor Who. (laughs) Mary. Yes. When Clara Oswald telephones the best helpline in the universe... Who answers the call?
2: Oh, golly. Oh, I I remember this, but I don't remember this. Um, Oh, I don't know. I'll have to pass.
0: That's going to be a. And then Makobi's going to say. The monks at St. John's. And it's going to be. That's an interesting start to the quiz, isn't it, everybody? No, it was the 11th doctor. Uh, so bad well, luck. On that. Yeah. Kirby. Master. On what planet does the doctor visit and enter his own tomb? Ah, got ya.
2: <laughs> I forgot.
0: You forgot this is going so well. <laughs> Mary, do you remember?
2: It's a name like or something like that. Trans. Trans. Trent- Trent- yes, it is. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Sorry, oh, I right. was so excited. Yay, I, knew
0: I knocked my bell off the table, off the desk.
1: <laughs> oh, you found your bell, yes. That startled the I ev-
0: That was very exciting. Mary goes over to you. Of whom does the first doctor say your arrogance is almost as great as your ignorance? Was a while back we watched this one, Mary. So the doctor says to whom your arrogance is—oh, sorry, your arrogance is almost as great as your ignorance.
2: Don't have a clue.
0: Mm, so that leaves me a Kirby. Would you
2: remember him saying that? So
1: I remember him saying it. I don't remember precisely who. I'm going to guess Ian.
0: Is the correct a. answer. We used to do bonus points, but I, can't, I forgot, so we're not doing them now. Okay, uh, next question goes to Kirby. In what year did Mr. Blue Sky by Elton Pope's favourite band, ELO, reach number six in the UK charts? Now, it's probably going to be a case of who can get it the nearest. Uh, but is your question at the moment, Kirby. I haven't the foggiest. Go yet. on, give it, a, give it a try. ELO, Mr. Blue Sky, what do you reckon? 1995. Mary, what do you reckon?
2: Um, I'll go with the 1980s, 1985.
0: Mary's closer, she gets the point. It was
2: 1978. Ah, yeah. I could
0: have got that one (laughs) right if somebody asked me. Right then, Mary. Yes. Which time lord always had a tattoo of a mythical serpent eating its own tail on her body? You won't get this one remember the old title you won't get this one that's why we called it you won't get this one
2: but you said on her body
0: yes he um would it be missy it wouldn't be missy um uh, uh, kirby uh,
1: it's from the uh, story that by the way this they made this story that we just reviewed because they didn't have the budget to make the doctor's wife uh, the Corsair. That's it. And no, I didn't Damn look me. it up.
0: Wow. I uh, did not look it up. It <laughs> but... sounds very suspicious. You no, emphasizing the fact. No, I can show you it... my screen. Oh, no, I don't want to see a screen. Thank you very much, Kirby. That was the correct answer. All right, then. Okay. Mayor, no, uh, Kirby. No, the reason
1: they reason oh, popped up was because I was talking about the doctor's wife, and then I remembered
0: the, Corsair, the
1: name yeah. because it had to do with the doctor's wife.
0: Yeah, okay right um, anybody listening or watching the show at the moment how many of us believe Kirby we're going to have to believe him because we've got no <laughs> way to, to refute it so this is your question Kirby uh, what right. magazine was the 11th Doctor reading whilst waiting for the silence envoy Father Gideon Vandeleur uh, the, 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 the,
1: the, starts with a B
0: does it do no. Any ideas, Mary? No. No, no, I wouldn't have had an idea. It was knitting for girls. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Mary, what was. uh, What is the weak spot on the back of a Sontaran's neck that the 10th Doctor identifies? I know. I know. Well, no, you do.
2: There
0: you go. Glad you got that one right, Mary. Because Kirby knew it, you see.
2: You've got to give me these super simple
0: ones. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Um, And Kirby. Master. Essentially, it could be the last question. What is Jackson Lake's profession before he begins to think he is the doctor?
1: You know, that's something I do not remember.
0: So what, what are you going to come up with then? So what are you going to come up with them?
1: I'm not going to come up with
2: anything.
0: Okay. Mary, do you remember?
2: Well, I'm going to guess that he was a doctor.
0: He... Wasn't a no? uh, doctor, no, but that concludes. Uh, well, this, what uh, was he? It was a school teacher. Oh, no, it says that. on the card, a school teacher.
1: <laughs> oh, you're using the, the um, trivia cards.
0: Cool, yeah. Well, I do the way of doing it, have I? Make it up on the top of the head. Well, that would have been clever. You, you wrote a book, yeah, but I can't, I don't, I can't find the file anywhere. So, I've got it. I've, I've, it's much easier to grab these trivia pursuit cards and do it that way, <laughs> anyway. So, um. In second place, with two points, it's Kirby and the winner for this very brief return of You Won't Get This One, Mary with four points. then and I, <laughs> that, that was fine thank you <laughs> I just see stuff coming through on um, the live feed so uh, Lenny Robinson where is the Tim jury music was well, he been on I don't remember seeing Tim come on that's a bit weird and um, yeah, what did Tim's he busy did,
2: traveling around and going to
0: museums did he send any feedback to you through Kirby no. Lily yeah. uh, Romer said, Wonder- wonderful podcast moment. What are you wondering about? Every moment of this show is a wonderful podcast <laughs> moment. Great. Yeah, ben Shoveler says, 2-1. What's going on? And Alan T. Butcher says, none. don't know what he means by that either. So, <laughs> uh, and yes, by the way, Ben, that's, that's how you do it. That's how slick the quiz could be. Um, but it isn't, So, because it's a 20 megabyte podcast um Lilian robin says his name is above my comment that he is watching his name is above my comment where's the tim drury man random more did it is it i can't see i can't see oh that he's watching i'm oh, sorry well we can only ma- i've mentioned him now so well done lillian oh, <laughs> oh geez right hang on here we go by way of contract <laughs> That's better. <laughs> mm, well, I've got, got that one signed off. Cheers, Lillian. So that leaves us to move on to the next segment of the show, which is. Uh, Boy, we'll we're moving about, right along. Uh, talk a little bit about Fantasy Con. It's obviously uh, now less than a month to go. And
1: uh, What's the what's the date that it's going on?
0: Well, are you coming over? No. Oh. <laughs> is
1: it going to interfere with our uh, podcasting?
0: possibly i'm not 100 sure i will probably have to work that day but uh it's a saturday we usually record on oh okay fine um saturday the 5th of november so remember remember the 5th of november uh gum powder trees and, and and that Pop, next and is, i have to
1: point out privately to you guys uh that next day after is when we catch up with you with our daylight savings time
0: how fascinating. Thanks for that, Kobe. You,
1: you, you change on October 30th. We change yeah. uh, that next week. It's so marvelous. we're going to have the usual
2: change
1: negotiation. Yes.
2: Do we change that soon?
0: Yeah, We change the first weekend of November. Isn't it funny? That the moment I start trying to talk about FantasyCon, you go off on a tangent. And it goes quiet again. So I've got a little jingle that covers that you going off. On a tangent, Aww. and here it is. No,
2: not TV8. <laughs>
0: so yeah, Sanjivon uh, is uh, starting to—I could not be more surprised than anyone else. It's uh, starting to sort of generate a bit of pace. So it makes me feel as if not saying much about the event until the very last minute it seems to be a good idea. Um, so. Today, we uh, Deb and I did a bridal show at Medina Leisure Centre, uh, where uh, our white VR, as in um, the company that does white VR, I, uh, Dan Rowling, demonstrated his VR um, thingy that we're going to have at Fantasy Con, It's rather cool, uh, and I had a go on it. Uh, I, I played Walking the Plank, and I feel, felt rather cheated by this particular VR system because I didn't fall off the plank at all, yet it I plummeted uh, from. The, but It's very good, it's, it's a very... Um, they you can don't see so much enjoy.
1: fly, it's
0: plummet. Yes, plummet, a plummet. But yeah, it's good. Uh, so the, uh, Dan will be there doing this incredible uh, VI experience for people. VI uh, have we, fun. We've also, today, almost, and I'm going to plump him for signed up, because we did have um, Board Game Zone at the last event three years ago, but it's sort of been enhanced somewhat today by um, Karen, who ran this event, the, the Medina um, show thingy, because uh, she runs. He has a shop called Game Gaming or Board Game. I can't remember. What it's called. I should already know. But anyway, she's going to be sort of looking after the board game zone. And the best thing about it this time is she's bringing along D and D. So not only have we got all the classic games like Monopolies and your um uh, chess and your Connect Fours, the D and will be there as well. Now, I c- come on, Kobe. It's got to be fun, isn't it? Sort of yes, you, absolutely. At and you can have everyone uh sitting around with uh hellfire club t-shirts that's why i said i think they, they're likely to be doing that i think most of us are likely although i'll be wearing a fantasy Com t-shirt if i weren't because i want to go to london comic-con i would be wearing a a a, 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 D, uh, a hellfire t-shirt um yes of course i've had uh people come back to me so um We've paid for um, uh, the Jedi chap, Andrew Lorden, to come along and teach people how to be Jedi knights, so I would expect him to turn up. Um, Simon fisher is on his way. He hasn't left yet, but he's definitely coming. Well, he told me he's definitely <laughs> coming, so I presume he is. Um, Clem So, of course, we mentioned him before. I'm, I'm really interested to hear his stories of his behind-the-scenes acting at lots and lots of things. He's really good, actually, because he actually keeps his IMBD page up to date. So he's got a humongous list of stuff, unlike some people who who do a lot of stuff, but don't keep their IMBD up-to-date. Um, and, of course, Frank Craig has also had his ferry bought, because I bought it for him. It's not Craig, sorry, Clive Mantle and his wife, Carla so who I've spelt her name on the uh, announcement graphic wrong, and that's been on there for six months, but only well, now does it. someone actually put actually tell me that I've spelt the name wrong. I didn't actually spell the name on any text around it, but on the actual graphic itself, it says Carla Mendoncer. Uh, i put, forgot to put the n in so apologies to carla for that so um corrie's cabin have uh, become by way of generosity event sponsors um because they put a load of cash into the event and we're very very grateful to them and of course we did mention before that chitty chitty bang bang Ball will be there we've also had uh, people uh getting hold of us to bring things like face painting to the event so um the only thing I haven't been able to find as yet is an artist because Alistair hasn't answered my would you come and be an artist at our event question. He just didn't answer it, so I presume he doesn't want to come. Uh, but I'll keep my fingers crossed for that one. And so, a bit, as a bit. We can't have everything. We do try to get things there. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got to go up to the place and see where we're going to put everything. But it, it's. Uh, Coming together, we had people. I had the sign at the the event uh, today, and people were coming up, taking picture of the the QR code on the on the poster, and it's uh, starting to generate a bit of interest. Thank goodness, it's also been in the local papers, and there's a possibility. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot to mention Vectis Radio, who are a voluntary radio station on the Isle of Light, Not Isle of Radio, but it's Vectis Radio. Um, they've actually asked if they could be media partners for uh, the event. Doesn't we don't pay them they don't pay us they just sort of and sort of give us lots of free plugs on their radio station and i've got to go and do an- another interview with them so yeah it's uh, it's quite uh, nice that people have actually shown a bit of interest in it now so uh We'll keep our fingers crossed, eh? That's Fantasy Con on the 5th of uh, November uh, 2020. And I hope we'll see the usual incumbents, including the councillor himself. I've got a funny feeling that Terry Miles might be coming along, but uh, we'll see what happens. Sorry. And, of course, uh, Kirby Bartlett-Sloan promised he would also come to the event. Now,
1: Yeah, I'm Dr- not uh, sure. <laughs>
2: yeah. You did? Look,
0: I wish. Yeah, that wish means that you wish you, wish you were... Anyway... <laughs> So, moving on to Doctor Who news. Now, the interesting thing with Doctor Who news is we were discussing last time about the potential broadcast date of uh, the power of the Doctor. Now, I surmised, because we were actually planning out what we were going to do for the on the 20 megabyte podcast over the rest of the month, that it would be, was it on the, hang on, what's going on here? The what day of the week that? is it? Um, it? On the uh, yeah, I said it was going to be, which was Sunday, the 23rd of October. Now, I'm going to tell you, as we don't really necessarily have the time, I'm thinking we're I'm probably going to have to opt out of doing a podcast that day, because this episode is an hour and a half long, apparently. So um, I think I'd like to just sit down, watch it, and then we'll talk about it um, <clears throat> next available opportunity. So, so that,
1: are we actually going to talk about it? Because for all of Flukes, we really didn't. Or,
0: or we didn't? Did we? No, I'd like to not, I don't want to do a deep synopsis of the episode, but I'd like to talk about what we thought of it, uh, okay. maybe talk about the, the the pros and cons of the Chibnall era, because although we know Chibnall's crap, <coughs> I can't, I would totally be in disagreement that every single episode or story of the Chibnall era has also been oh, crap. There I think there's been some absolute ones. brilliant stories during this era. Not enough, but there have been some really ones, and I personally think that Jodie Whittaker's been a, a, a triumph as a Doctor. Uh, I know there's people who disagree with me, but I think she's been... she's. Taken on a very difficult role as a woman, the first woman to take on an iconic role, and I think she's she's flown the flag beautifully for for women and for um, anybody who wants to wear a rainbow on their their person uh, to uh, you know to support or be an ally of LGBTQ plus uh, diversity or whatever. So um, I think that she's to be commended. And I'm absolutely thrilled to announce. it's so exciting that? you may remember i'm going to be hopefully fingers crossed meeting christopher Eccleston at wales comic-con next month but jodie whittaker has been announced for london comic-con so i'm hoping within a couple of weeks to have met the two missing doctors from this from all of the new doctors apart from obviously a shooty i haven't met him yet but isn't that fab i'm so excited so yeah so yes it is it's cool yeah so that is so we're going to skip to watch and sort of digest The Power of the Doctor and then I think we should meet and discuss um, not necessarily that story in great detail but sort of just discuss the Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker and her contribution Sounds to over the well, Do over we those sort of three it's years.
2: it's going to be broadcast here? No, we don't.
0: That's the point, Mary. We don't know if it's going to be but I would imagine it's going to be probably 6pm so I think I'll probably like, take us up to 7.30 so it's well past the time we'd be normally doing the show so I think but if we have got a week to you know, think about the time of the, the time of Jodie, um, not definitely the time of Blumini Az because uh, I think I got fed up with the Az at the end of the first series. But um, the time of Jodie, and uh, we, we can uh, have a discussion. Unfortunately, Ben probably finds it difficult I, to be involved in that. I
1: discussion. like the trailer uh, to see. Yeah, but people keep on the saying uh, the bit where Sophie she's there. in the,
0: obliter- no, the bit where she's in the obliteration machine. People say that's her regeneration. No, it ain't. God's sake! let oh, I'm looking forward to this bit, but no, you're not, because that's her in the obliteration machine. Get her out of it. Um, yeah, so that's it. 23rd of October, BBC One. Kirby. Oh, yeah, you don't have BBC One here. Um, and then uh, we're all wondering whether, or well, Deb was wondering whether we we're going to get a Christmas special. So we're wondering if the stuff, what the stuff that Tennant's been recording with Tate is going to be the Christmas special or the anniversary special of Doctor Who the following year um well, we'll wait and see on that one won't we so we'll find out at the end of that episode where there's a little trailer for what might be coming on the return of RTD. yeah we there'll be it's always see, something in the doctor it looks who, like
2: isn't we I? get to see sophie Aldred and
0: uh, yeah i've seen yeah. a few little teasers including it's Sophie. One, yeah. yeah they're quite good they're quite exciting so that's the return of doctor who uh this month and also the the end of doctor who uh, as far as um uh jody whittaker's concerned the other thing i'd like to say I've, I've been obviously you know i watch a lot of discovery plus um brilliant channel but shooter gap was done some amazing adverts for things there's one advert in which he plays within 30 seconds uh about 20 completely different diverse characters which really shows what a good actor he is and that really makes me excited for what we're going to get from him as the doctor so right then so Doctor yeah, I, News I still
1: at- have not watched uh
0: the show that i don't he's... think you need to watch such education because once you've seen how good an actor he is uh, i think you'll just just watch him as a doctor because <laughs> he's brilliant uh, he's an incredible talent doctor who worlds of wonder update national museums liverpool have seen a surge in retail sales following the launch of the world premiere of doctor who worlds of wonder exhibition well i wouldn't... I would imagine that Daleks probably end up in bricks if it's in Liverpool, but there you go. Um, Revealing (laughs) the scene behind Doctor Who, the exhibition itself landed in Liverpool this May and was promptly nicked by some, Oh no, sorry. Um, at the World Museum, creating huge demand for a memorabilia hit from the hit TV show, a pop-up Doctor Who store at the city centre venue. An online shop has sold more than 11,000 items since it launched, making history for National Museums Liverpool as its fastest selling retail range. Well, that's exciting. Who would have thought? Um, so it proves that despite being rubbish, uh, Chibnall has not destroyed uh, the popularity of Doctor Who from its fans. As Doctor Who Chronicles 1973, uh, Doctor Who magazine, has released details for their next issue of the series of magazine chronicling a year of Doctor Who, this time for the 10th anniversary, um, 1973. Um, that's quite cool. Power of the Doctor finale date confirmed, as I just alluded to. Um, the BBC has confirmed the Doctor Who's feature length centenary episode, Doctor Who, uh, sorry, The Power of the Doctor, will air on BBC One and BBC iPlayer on Sunday, 23rd of October. Master. This episode is the last three spe- of the three specials aired this year and will mark Jodie Whittaker's final adventure as the 13th Doctor. Blah, 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 blah. Um, there's a trailer, uh, yes. but I don't know what you're going to get from it as an audio, but I'll play it anyway. Welcome to the end of your existence. That's the master. A dozen of the world's leading seismologists have gone missing. Fifteen of the world's most valuable paintings... That's have Kate Stewart, who's going to Wales Comic-Con. Not a landing! No, boy, Can I let you in on a little secret?
2: A direct incursion on Earth is imminent.
0: Has it never occurred to you that it could be a trap? This is that day you are erased Forever. oh Forever. A conversation stopper. It's incredibly dangerous. It was a really bad idea. Anything could happen. so it's their final battle. Well, Yaz is. It's to end. Yes! And at the end, is her uh, in the dis- the um, the obliteration machine going? Yes. Um sat so that. But there was uh the, the bit of Yeah, subscribe All right, thank you. Fish. Um <laughs> is that on the the tard, you know, the is sign on the thing the door that says please telephone box. You just went ha 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 ha. Yes. Which is obviously the I master like messing with stuff. Um Demon Quest on vinyl. Demon Records is to release Demon Quest the second in the series of fourth Doctor Audio Adventures on vinyl. There's a picture of a very frail looking Tom Baker holding up. Some pictures of himself as a younger doctor. That's a very sad picture to see um, Tom looking so frail. Yeah, we
1: discussed that picture last time. I
0: know, but I'm just saying saying that um, he is quite old. Yeah, so there you go. That was Doctor Who news. Uh, right, let's see what's coming through on the live feed. Um, Lenny Roman says, find someone to be the child catcher to hang around. Choo choo bang bang. He will always he always creeps me out. I did actually do a. a cosplay shoot uh, on Saturday with a couple of our chief cosplayers so i'd tend to put those up soon and Terry Maher says yes i'll be there rail strikes alone you will have to walk if there's a rail strike sorry Terry you have <laughs> bought a ticket <laughs> oh, non refundable you have to come i'll uh, get a bit of a taxi or something like that um right then so what we watched this week now all I can try and remember of what i 've watched this week i haven 't watched an awful lot of drama based things i've been watching um things like uh Murder on CCTV. The uh, crimes gone viral. Uh, um, homicide and and things like that, which are all on Discovery Plus. We have watched um, Married mm-hmm. at First Sight UK as a family. Uh, Masked dancer as a family. Strictly Come Dancing. Isabella works on Saturday nights, so she what's is that at her leisure? Um, and we really are desperate to get to the cinema. I did watch a film last. Time. What film to watch? I did watch a film with Jennifer Hudson it, um, about, uh, the amazing singer who, who was, uh, re, 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 respect. Just a little bit. That woman. You know, What's her name again? Yeah. Aretha Franklin. There we go. Uh, yeah, so that was quite good. I think it was called Respect. Um, quite enjoyed that. Um, good characterizations by all concerned. Um, but as for stuff, you know, I've I've been quite busy. Oh, I did watch Doctor Who. I suppose that's something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, there's loads in we the pipeline be- too. Watch. Um, say, I say you haven't watched. I've seen that the series three of Picard is about to erupt soon. I haven't even watched series two, so I really do need to catch up on yeah, some of these Star Trek either. thingamajigs. Uh, and we haven't watched the rest of She-Hulk. We need to. And there's loads of things coming up. Um, I did. Was very excited to see that uh, they've. Uh, isn't they? have is they they have sort of there's going to be, well, Ryan Reynolds has more or less announced there's going to be a third. um, What's that film he's in again? Deadpool. Pardon? Deadpool. Yeah, there's going to be, but it's not for another two years. That's a bit of a shame. Uh, And there's another, there is a new Marvel film coming out in there soon, which looks quite exciting. And I've forgotten what it is. It's another I have
2: too. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, what was it?
2: For some reason, um, Kirby, you're coming through very loud.
0: Hey. Sorry.
2: In contrast, um, Adam is coming through very
0: quietly. I, I was leaning forward. Hey, so Yes, you are coming through loud. That's interesting. Right. So I think we should move on to what Kirby. Um, you'd like. To, I haven't. Sorry, I haven't. I was. Wasn't able to recommend anything interesting for you to watch. Oh, I can say though. There's another series, series we're watching. It's called um, DNA journey as well as that, about was well, two celebrities who go to go together as friends and find out their ancestry and um, people they may have been related to now uh, my mum is a particular fan of a chap which you probably haven't heard and called Elvis Presley um, and um, the other day I was just sort of going through my family tree and finding that you know, when her great-grandfather somebody or mother was somebody called hodsall and I noticed it went back through about 10 or 11 generations. I thought, OK, well, I'm going to go to myfamouskin.net and type in the name Hodsel and see what comes up. And it came up with a particular Hodsel who was also in my ancestry line. And they had a child called Bene It's a woman called Bennet Hodsel. Now, this benet Hodsel's family emigrated to the New World. And um, one of which I think uh, was one of the signers of, or, or the oh, the Boston Tea Party thing. But taking yeah. it further down, their ten times great granddaughter was somebody called Lisa Marie Presley. I don't know if you heard of her. Um, uh, so therefore, she's actually a relation of Elvis. So she's um, Elvis Presley. She's the daughter. So that means my mum is. Tenth cousin to Lisa Marie Presley. She was thrilled to bits to have any sort of relationship, even though it's only by marriage, to Elvis Presley. Um, I thought that was quite a nice little ancestry story, yeah, that's cool. better than my normal one. So there you go. Um, yeah. So obviously, I've, I've always alluded to the fact that I'm related to the King by 17 times once removed cousin, but to 10, it's quite a, quite a good closer relationship in it uh kobe what did you what do you want to talk about
1: uh well i've actually started writing down what i'm watching i'm trying to watch more stuff uh, it, last last week i mentioned the monsters uh, oh yeah but i had not watched it yet when we uh last recorded i've watched the monsters and i actually i i thought it was a fun little film And as I was watching it, I I was double-checking some of the actors, and I knew Sylvester McCoy was going to be in it, but I was absolutely surprised that Catherine Schell...
0: Yeah, I I saw your post about this.
1: Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, she was in uh, City of Death, as uh, Mm. the Fourth Doctor famously says, uh, that she is uh, a beautiful woman uh, what does he say it's,
0: probably, a, probably, probably. Yeah, I said, yeah. probably that's it beautiful woman that's right
1: <laughs> okay and so other things that I've been watching uh, don't laugh I've watched <laughs> a movie a movie that everyone else has seen that I never saw until this past week I sat down and watched Hocus Pocus the first one
0: what about the second one that's out on Netflix isn't it some, I, I it uh,
1: started watching it last night but I end up going to bed because it was just late. Uh, i liked it as well, what I saw. I'll finish that tonight. Uh, and I have now caught up with Rick and Morty uh, through season six. I've caught up with Young Sheldon, except...
0: Oh, I, I love Young Sheldon.
1: There's a new episode, I believe, today. Mm. I have not seen it. Okay. Uh, and uh, so that's what I've been watching. Uh, I've watched several trailers of things coming up that I'm really looking forward to. The Super Super Mario Brothers movie Uh, looks like it's going to be good. Uh, The Tim Burton TV series uh, Wednesday about Wednesday Addams. That looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, And see some other things that I need to watch. Uh, The Geek Daughter has gone ahead and started watching She-Hulk Without Me. Uh, so I'm gonna have to catch up there. <laughs> nice. And uh, I discovered—did you ever see the TV series *Fringe*? No. No. Oh, oh. It's—it's uh, it's been difficult to find on streaming. It hasn't been on streaming until very recently. Uh, it's kind of a supernatural, uh, supernatural FBI, multiple uh, dimension. Thing. Uh, the description is not very good it, it, on IMDb. It says an FBI agent is forced to work, work with an institutionalized scientist and his son in order to rationalize a brewing storm of unexplained phenomena. That doesn't really help. It's just really, really good. And then it's now on HBO Max. Yes. Look it up. Try it. Yes. It's it's uh, it's created by J.J. Abrams.
0: Oh wow! It must be good then. Yes, it was. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, yep. Oh, thanks, Kirby. All uh, right, I just wanted to, Lou, before we move on to the uh, highlight of the show, of course, um, the the two Comic Cons I'm going to, other than Fantasy Con, of course, um, and some of the 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 guest lists uh, to boot. So, uh, Wales Comic Con, uh, which is in Telford, <laughs> has uh, Christopher Eccleston, Nick Frost, Danny Trejo. These are just some of the names: Eve Miles, Anson Mount. Uh, Christina Chong, who obviously is also in uh, Star Trek, uh, Strange New Worlds. Mark Shepard always turns up at that event, by the way. Victoria yeah. Yeats, who is um, in um, Fantastic Beats and also in uh, Called Midwife. Matt Lintz, who is in Ms. Marvel. Um, some of these are people that Isabella actually wants to meet. There's also Alec uh, Utgoff, who was in the first series, of, or was it the second series of Stranger Things? I can't remember now. Uh, but she's already met him. Uh, Eduardo Franco, who plays the um, the pizza chap in um, the, the most recent series of Stranger Things.
1: Oh, him, yeah. <laughs> Hang
0: on. Oh, sorry, the watch has come in. Um, so he, he these people are going to be particularly uh, appealing to um, a certain person upstairs. Sean Biggerstaff who played Wood in the Harry Potter films. Uh, we've got Jeremiah um, Redgrave, uh, who's in the, uh, the the episode of Doctor Who we're going to be watching this month, along with Janet Fielding and Sophie Aldred. So oh, Deb just packing something away. Um, so all in all, that's a hi, pretty Deb. good cast list. Pardon.
1: I said hi, Deb.
0: She sort of sort of nodded. <coughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. At London Comic Con, we've got David Tennant, Matt Smith, Jamie Campbell Bower. Do you know who he is, Kirby? Jamie no. Campbell Bower. Hello? No. You don't. Okay. He played Vecna, is it? Um, the big bady. Oh, yeah Okay. Oh, you know who he is now. Yeah. Uh, Clark Gregg. Know who he is? Yes. Yes? No. Yes. Oh, you do. Sorry. Uh, Jodie Whittaker know who she is mm,
1: a, a, a doctor who could have had better stories
0: Mark Pellegrino I don't know who he is myself no. Ethan Phillips
1: uh, I've heard the name
0: uh, he was... why don't you
1: ask Mary some of these
0: alright I'm, I'm throwing it out to everyone Ethan Phillips played um, uh, he's a character in Star Trek Voyager who had a bit of a, a main, shall we say um, Harry Lloyd remember him I'm pretty sure Harry Lloyd played um, in that um, Paul Cornell story where the doctor has to have a watch to contain. Oh,
1: his, oh, uh, the the one who goes. <sighs> that's the one. Yes.
0: <laughs> Michael Ironside, Marina Sirtis, Chris Barry, um, uh, Robert Picardo, who I, I'd like to meet because I missed out last time. Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker, uh, Julian Glover. Do you remember him? Because you were just talking about a certain. We were just talking story.
1: about a. Uh, uh, story that he was in yes
0: indeed and that both of those Indiana conventions jones right that's one. <laughs> no. uh, and uh elodie grace orkin who who played the the bullier i believe in uh, stranger things or she might have actually been the girl who who didn't last very long before um she got her body broken up by a certain baddie but yeah both of those conventions imagine there was one event with all those amazing guests it cost you an absolute fortune to have pictures taken with all of them. So, therefore, yeah, Deb and I have decided to streamline <laughs> what we're buying um, in relation to photo ops. So, um, obviously, I've got Eccleston and Whittaker and Anson Mounts; They're the, they're the other ones that you have to get. And, and, of course, I haven't got Tennant. I haven't got Smith because I've already had pictures with them in the past. So, uh, but I've got Whitaker and there's a few others I'd like to get, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, uh, all in all, a very exciting couple of conventions that we're going to, to, hopefully, fingers crossed, towards the end of the year. Mary, what have you watched this week? Well, um, in terms of what I've watched, I've been
2: slowly catching up on Game of Thrones, which is very confusing if you if you've watched it, trying to keep seven, I think, different. Have you um, watched
0: it before though?
2: You've watched it before?
0: Have you watched it before? Or are you um, watching it for the first time?
2: Trying to keep track of all the different houses, you know?
0: Yeah, I've never <laughs> watched it. So and, I, and I, who the I... head of
2: each house is and why they're fighting and, yeah. and all that. It's really confusing.
0: I don't know whether to start watching it or not.
2: piece that is, that is more recent. I've been watching House of the Dragon, which is a lot easier to keep track of because it's just the one house <laughs> um, and their history. So uh, I've really been enjoying that. Good. Good. Uh, sorry what I said good yeah good uh, in terms of, oh and I just saw a a stunning drama called the outfit mm-hmm. um, it, of course, it's on Amazon Prime I don't know if you get that
0: <clears throat> we would get it but I don't know whether we get the uh, the outfit we probably do to be fair Amazon Prime is fairly universal
2: but well, it features an actor who is just so good he played um, Thomas Aquinas I think or I can't, oh, my memory is shot um, mm-hmm. He was in um, Wolf Hall, the lead player in Wolf Hall. Um, yeah. Anyway, Thomas Beckett—that's who he played. Thomas A. Beckett. Yes. Anyway, uh, the outfit—if you come across it—it's—it's it's riveting drama. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I've been reading, um, I've been reading the Target book, Reign of Terror, um, the yeah. old you know first story. Oh, yeah. Story. It's very well re- written. Um, So it's I really am enjoying reading it. Um, I also have just started a book called Galaxias, um, which poses an interesting question. Um, What happens if the sun should suddenly blink out, um, leaving the world, leaving Earth in total darkness? Um, This takes place in an advanced society where all the energy comes from um, solar panels and wind farms. Yeah. And uh, so all the wonderful electrical devices, you know, internal light and phones and everything that depend on that um, start fading out because they can't recharge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, but wind is actually caused by the sun. So oh, the my God. No,
0: I've got, I was a bit windy earlier on today. So that's quite interesting in itself.
2: Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. pretty much. Everything.
0: I, 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 I thought eating beans would. Cause well, I don't wind. eat beans. I can't. Anyway, let her talk.
2: So, yeah, it's kind of a future what will happen when we are totally dependent on the sun for everything and the sun blinks out. And um, so I'm just at the beginning of that. And and I'm very intrigued.
0: I should imagine we'd be dead pretty quick, to be fair. Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) But something that I read not too long ago is that um, back in the 1300s, there was not one but two volcanic eruptions that Together, through so much particulate matter into the upper atmosphere that it did, in fact, block the sun for a year and a half mm. uh, over much of Europe.
0: Um, yes, my uh, God.
2: That was called they they termed it the worst year ever. Yeah. Because without the sun, you know, plants were dying, animals yeah. were dying, mm-hmm. um, and people were starting you know millions starved because there was not no plants, nothing to eat, um, and uh, Kind of a conspiracy theory but i have heard that um bill gates is investing in a project that in order to stop the uh global warming that they all think is happening yeah um, that they're talking about shooting on purpose particulate matter into the upper atmosphere to lessen the effect of the sun and wow. so
0: well, clear, what a great are, idea that isn't uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, so then there's people, and that's why I read about the 1300s, uh, whatever year that was in the 1300s, is because are they crazy? Because yeah. do they not remember <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this has happened once before. And there are better still things still
0: to do um, than do that. The other thing, well, they probably would be a better idea because if we do get one of these super eruptions, which is likely to happen at some point, have a machine that can actually blast a hole in this, you know, in the in the sky so the sun can get through, yeah. not the other oh, way yeah. around.
2: I mean to deliberately throw a bunch of particulate matter to to cause the same thing it's like oh this is insane anyway um, the last thing is in um, in big finish I've been listening to an old one that you all have uh, number 37 main range called the Sandman and it's interesting because the doctor is actually evil and he promotes that image to the population of a planet because it was the only way some eons ago that um, he could keep them under control otherwise they would be killing each other they were so savage that he had to come in as like an evil um, figure to make them so afraid to do anything um, you know evil yeah. that it's uh, true the evil one eats babies
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so he's he's lived in their legends for ever and ever and now he and his uh com- his big Finnish companion Evelyn who's the best companion ever um, visit this planet, and every everyone is is afraid of him, and they don't. And Evelyn doesn't know why. Um, so that's what I've been listening to.
0: Thanks, Mary. God. And I was thinking of, of, of cancelling this part of the show. That was a bit uh, of a stupid decision, wasn't it? Well Sorry, it, would have oh, been.
1: Something, something I've been reading. Uh, I have decided to reread all of J.R.R. R. Tolkien. Oh yes. So so I'm just now finishing up the hobbit probably finish it up today and start in with the whole trilogy again and i might go back and read the silly milly silmarillion (laughs) the silly Silly memory easy
2: easy for you to say
0: and oh i'm
1: not caught up with um with the rings of power because i have to wait until i'm so sorry uh, brad can watch with me okay
0: Well, next week, uh, we'll be um, looking at uh, the Pandorica Opens and the Big Bang, is it? Is that what it was called? Hello? Uh,
1: Is it? I guess so.
0: I think that's what it's called. I remember the Pandorica Opens bit, but I couldn't remember the title of the the big finale episode.
1: Yeah, the Big Bang.
0: Oh, right. (laughs) Yes. For me. Yeah, so that's next time um and this uh, is gonna going be to be the next uh, weekend i didn't have covid by the way last week i just had an extremely bad chest infection uh and i've had antibiotics uh this week to try and clear it up hasn't done a great job but it's better than it was oh then it's gone on quiet how many well i, I hope you're feeling better I'm feeling better, I just um, it haven't is. I don't think it's completely gone I've got two two of the course of antibiotics left and my ear went I went deaf in this ear but it's uh, it seems to be coming back I've got some stuff to squirt in it so I've been a bit you know, yucky uh, so yeah, next week uh, a big, I'm sorry, a Pandorica opens and a big bang and then there'll be a break uh, while the new episode of Doctor Who goes out before we return on the 30th which is the the morning uh, uh, where the, where the clocks go back in the uk by one hour so that this is where kirby um who is the expert on uh, time transitioning uh, yes. will uh, help everybody work
1: out I already we... uh let you guys know the times that well i, I let mary know and I, a reminder to me <laughs> when married. we need to
0: <clears throat> when we needed to uh, record and as far as the 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 week after that is concerned. That will be the day after FancyCon, so I'm not quite sure where I'm going to be um, mentally after.
2: Well, after <laughs> so we'll
0: have to see how we go with that. We might have to, have to skip a week, but we'll play it by ear. Um, and that's that's it for the for the time being. So uh, thank you for so listening. Uk. Uh, uh, mind them. Thank you for listening and watching and taking part in the show this week. Please continue to do so via the usual media means. Goodbye. Goodbye,
1: fancy pants.
0: The Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV services production sponsored by WhoOne.co.uk, Lavazzi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC, no copyright infringement intended.